Broadcasting from Littlehampton, UK. This is the Man Up Podcast. Loading in five, four, three, two, one. Well, here it is, fellas. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Man Up Podcast for Sorted Magazine, Series 2, Episode 1. Series 2, who would have thought it? I know, we've made it this far, mate. Do you know what, we've had a lot of people saying, where have you been? You, yes. Do you know what, I was at Brands Hatch, we had an amazing day down there yeah. for the, um, for the, uh, gee, what are they called? <laughs> I don't I know, know, Morris Dancing? About, I know nothing about cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you look... Touring cars, British touring cars. Right. And Dean, Dino, from the... Um, Hendy Motorsports team. Yeah. He came up to me and he said, we're missing the podcast. You so it's amazing who listens in. And That's loads of people on Facebook. So thank you, fellas. Thank you, ladies, for uh, asking while we are back with season two. And yes, and apologies because, yeah, because I think one of the things is that consistency is, is one of those oft overlooked character traits, isn't it? Just kind of like sticking at something. So we did it and we were running really well with this and we're doing it consistently. But... The, we have a geographical issue. Is that you? I live in Manchester, and you live in, um, in Narnia. Oh yeah, Littlehampton. So it's not always easy with busy guys. Busy guys, but it's literally just getting together. So, so to do this podcast, we have um, come to our recording studio, also known as the Royal Exeter Hotel, Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> We've <laughs> also been out for free lunch at a networking. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was lovely lunch, wasn't it? It was. So, so I was invited to this free networking. Lunch and I said, Listen, I'd love to come. I'm not really interested in networking, it sounds really rude. I said, My friend Tony's coming down, we are recording. And they said, Look, it's just around the corner from the hotel, forget about the networking, just come and <laughs> eat and drink. So, so they didn't have to tell us so twice. We, we didn't do, yeah. So we were in the back, everyone was furiously networking, <laughs> and we had a, a lovely girl called Hannah from a recruitment firm. <laughs> and she's like, And she was like, Challenge all about the business, and then she's like, "Can I have your business card?" I was like, "I don't have any. I've got, I've got a corn fritter. That's about it." <laughs> That's some stuff we couldn't even shake hands. My hands were so greasy <laughs> with the corn fritters. Lovely corn fritters, so lovely corn fritters. But it's, it's, and there was an interesting chat I had with uh, Hannah's boss, Margaret, Mar- Madge. <laughs> where, where, so she found, um, she'd approached someone, another person at the net, this business networking thing. And uh, and then he'd he'd gone straight in and gone. So what are you what's your prices? Right. She wasn't true. happy with that because she was saying there are, there are protocols at networking event. Now I didn't know this. A couple of them um, wash your hands, don't shake shake with a, <laughs> with a corn fritter in them. But the main one is um, uh, you don't talk prices. That's like for a following meeting because it's about creating relationships and connections. It's seen as a bit crude. It's maybe as a bit like you know, if you're going to a nightclub, you got to buy a. I don't know, buy someone a drink before you then, um, I don't know, ask them to marry you or something like that. See, so, I thought it was kind of like speed dating. So speed dating, I guess if you like someone, have you ever been speed dating? Uh, just last week, my wife was furious. <laughs> <laughs> no, Do you know what, I think I'd have really enjoyed speed dating. It was never around in my day, really. Oh, I bet you would have loved it, I mate. I love that chatting to people. So I wonder what the protocol with speed dating, are you allowed to get people's numbers there? No, with that. Oh, well, it is very similar to You've speed got, dating. You, no, but the, uh, 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 business networking, you can take people's cards and contact details, but speed dating, you, you basically... It's anonymous whether you like someone or not. So that you, you're given a little scorecard at the end of like saying, yes, I'm willing to contact that person. No, I'm not. So if you get two yeses, two yeses, you're allowed bang, to. You're together. Oh, and, um, you do know a lot about this. <laughs> Are you sure you've never For a done man this? that's never been. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yes. So anyway, so we're talking beginning of uh, 
2017 we're recording this in it was in february 2017 uh, let's have an update let's do this as an update a lot's uh, happened isn't it yeah lots it, happened to us a lot's happened in the world i mean in the world we have brexit we saw brexit. that coming i mean i literally you know you you remember moment you know there's those seminal moments you're like you know everyone remembers where they were when um, diana died and you know and and, and brexit I, I was in the car with claire and you know it came on radio four and i was just like i, it, I literally come i was like is this no no that's not that's not true you know and it, 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 it i had to listen for at least half an hour and they kept just saying it the country has voted to leave the european union it's my mum and dad to blame <laughs> every time they complain about something they're complaining about boris johnson being <laughs> foreign secretary and i said it's your fault and they said what do you mean i said you voted brexit you yeah. voted to leave absolutely <laughs> it it wouldn't be in the cabinet it'd be it'd be cleaning the cabinet so they said wouldn't it basically and of course donald trump Trumpy. I mean, it's it's a crazy time. Uh, Trump again. You know when you go, I can't. I literally can't believe it. He's a reality TV presenter. He you know, can't believe it, can he? He's. Do you he, think he can't believe? It? He never thought he yeah, get it, did he? That's it. He's, you know, he's got his he's got his team round him. He's like, you're fired, Donald. It doesn't work like that, right? Any, I think any man that has his own kind of brand of cologne is, isn't fit to be the leading you know president of any any country you just couldn't imagine it you know could you i don't know uh, cameron for men you know it just doesn't yeah, it doesn't it work doesn't so it's this these the size issues you get used to the way things are and then it just totally blindsides you i've been totally blindsided like brexit again i still can't believe it we're at this time now where they've had the go ahead to trigger article 50 by the end of March this is like fine but again, I can't actually believe it's that it's like that bit you know in a party where you know you've got imagine Europe's like this party and with you know everyone's having a drink it's obviously around at the Germans house and uh, they're all there you know you've got like Lithuania that you got you got all the countries there the Scandinavians are having a lovely time and you know French Germans everybody and then like you know the UK's there and we're like at the door going okay we're gonna we're gonna leave now and nobody flinches nobody they're just carrying on having the buffet and and we're kind of saying no no we really are leaving now we don't want to leave it's cold outside you know and you open the door and there's a turkish bloke wanting to get in you know it's that silly they're basically just saying you know we'll just just go but we 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 can't it's i don't know we're just we're just in this kind of weird limbo stage it's mad isn't it you have been tempted with public office not at all, no. I, I think um, it's just too involved. I mean, my goodness, I, I have it. It's I have boring, trouble. it's not very sexy. Yeah. No. You've got to know stats as well, you've got to quote stats. So you see, I became, um, <laughs> I became vice chairman of governors oh at our goodness. primary school. I didn't particularly want to do it, but the head said to me, this is all obviously strictly confidential. The head said to me, <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be a two-horse race. You can't have one person going for you vice, can't just shoe vice him chairman, yeah. so he said, have a go. You went up against Trump. And I got <laughs> voted in, I won it. <laughs> and then you're in, and the elation of winning, and then boring as boring, anything. Boring, isn't it? Facts, it, figures, it's statistics. You were talking about statistics, statistics. they ruined your gag. Yeah. <laughs> Walk straight over that. <laughs> do no, but it is, it's... Because um, mm-hmm. as a comedian, you go to a gig, you do the gig, and it's wonderful... And then people then leave you alone the rest of the time. So I sometimes wake up in the morning, you know, and I have my morning cup of coffee. And I do sometimes just think, I'm thankful I'm not Theresa May or David Gough, anyone. I'm just, just thankful that I'm, people just leave me alone. I like to be left alone. I don't like to be 
hassled. And it just seems like too much hassle. I don't understand, you know, someone like Hillary Clinton, you kind of go, bless you, you're in your 60s, love. Yeah. Have a Baileys, put your feet up. <laughs> you're running around like anything. Bless you. It's too much, it's just too much work. It is madness, isn't it? I mean, is it, is used this to time survive on four hours sleep a night. I heard that. Four hours sleep a night. And then, she, but she did have a 15 minute nap during the day. Power napping. Power we're napping. All about that, don't yeah. we? Yeah. So is this where we uh, we announce it's the uh, sorted party? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start off at local government. Yeah, uh, big in the southeast. So we've had Brexit, Donald Trump, Toblerones, very controversial. Toblerones. This yeah, is all that's to do with the Brexit. One. They think that Toblerones have less chocolate in now, and if you get it, if you've got a Toblerone over Christmas, Christmas is is, is gone. It's now, classic to- Toblerone season, isn't it? It uh, is Christmas time and, and uh, airports. And holidays, because you always have those there, don't you? Yeah. But there is less less of the little mountains. So as in, are now. the mountains not as high, or is it no, the width between the them? The width between them is far greater. The valley is you're, bigger. You're only getting three pyramids yes. on a, <laughs> on a two-foot Toblerone. Really? Because yeah. so, somewhere in the meeting, is it Swedish Toblerone? Uh, Swiss. Swiss. It's Swiss, isn't it? Swiss, Swiss. It's based on a mountain. Oh, well, of course, Swiss mountains, yeah. So they'd be like... What, Mount Swiss Blanc, that? I think. Is it? I believe so. Have you learned something today? That's it. Um, (laughs) So at some meeting they'll be like, right, if we just add another millimeter to the to each each gap, we're gonna we're gonna absolutely clean up here. But they've been caught out, which is brilliant, isn't it? It's the same as shampoo. I heard many years ago, Vidal Sassoon wanted to shift more shampoo. Mm. So on the back of each of the little pots, he put um, apply shampoo, uh, apply shampoo, wash it out, reapply, wash out again. So people start no, using no twice as much shampoo. Way, look at that. Apply, then uh, pull the rest down the toilet, yeah. and then get a new bottle. Exactly. Yeah. And as you know, I've not washed my hair for about seven years. I use water. Flipping and you still use products as well. Use product, wash so, out of water. Uh, do you know what? Same here. I've not used uh, shampoo. The only time I used to use shampoo was when I used to play rugby, and uh, there was a bit I too didn't much. Know that about you. Yeah. I was, a, I was a big rugger-bugger back in the day. And uh, I even broke my nose. Playing rugby? Yeah. And, and then it was probably at that moment where I'm in A&E with a face like the Beast, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, going, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's when I gave it up. And also, something else that, that I was very interested in our review of 2016, which I'm sure is proving helpful to everyone, Bono yeah. became Woman of the Year. You're kidding this global search for the most it. amazing woman of the year. I love it. Bono. Bono gets it. A man won it. <laughs> Which, great for Bono, but you sh- surely feminists were thinking, come on, surely, woman of the year, how many women we are, should how be... How many women are there? There were four billion? Four billion. Surely we can at least have that. That is. <laughs> we still don't have to give that to a privileged white male. What was your favourite news article of last year? Oh, no, that's a good question. I need to think about that. Yeah. So what have you? Um, there was one, right, where a guy in Thailand, right, he, he went to the toilet in Thailand. I mean, just, you know, you, sometimes you'll go in there, just a sit, a read, and just to be left alone. What, in a public went, toilet? No, no, to, in his own oh, house okay, fair in enough. Thailand. And a, a python yes. had swam in through the drains... And then, and then, and then, it, its head popped up through the toilet and latched onto his scrotum. No. Yes. I mean, there's, you think there's one place you 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 you're safe 
from having a python grabbing all of your, 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 your <laughs> balls <laughs> that you can and it's in your own loo you can imagine he just was like whoa and he, had to, he said he bravely fought it off for 30 minutes now I'm not sure there's anything that brave about that because most blokes are fairly attached to it you'd, you'd, even if you're scared of snakes you'd, you'd give it a go wouldn't you, oh, man, wouldn't you just? you'd have a wrestle so the end of the story was he shouted for his wife uh, and she came through uh, the door was thankfully unlocked. I'm not sure if that was anything to do with Oscar's story or whatever, but basically the door was off the latch. She came in and she tied a rope around the, uh, the snake, then strangled it, and then uh, and then uh, it's incredible. he got incredible. I know, yeah. And he, he, he how did he, I miss that? <laughs> the 60 Second Life Coach with Peter Horn. In this podcast, we're going to take a look at the art of goal setting. Now, there are lots of different ways of doing this, and a common one is in the form of New Year's resolutions. Typically, that type of goal doesn't have much record of success, and most people have given up on them in less than a month. If you want to set yourself a goal that's going to be more than a flash in the pan, here's a few ideas that could help make a lasting change. Firstly, you should keep in mind that a goal always works best if it's positively stated. This means making it about the outcome that you're seeking instead of the problem that you want to get rid of. This is because the brain is not very good at focusing on negatively stated goals. For example, if you're a smoker who wants to stop, don't make the goal about stopping. Make it about the benefits that you'll get once you've become an ex-smoker. This could be about having more cash in your pocket or finding it easier to run up and down the stairs without getting out of breath. Secondly, You should tell some of your friends and family about the goal. If you keep others in the picture, it's more likely that you'll stay on track because you'll have their support and they'll probably keep badgering you about staying focused on your goal. Thirdly, you should realise that willpower alone will probably not be enough to help you achieve your goal. When you want to change a habit with willpower alone, the odds are sadly stacked against you. The best approach is to try and achieve your goal by stealth, a little at a time. You should give yourself a small reward each time you take a step forward. And if you do this and you make that part of your routine, it can help you to keep your motivation and a sense of progress as you journey toward the bigger goal. And finally, if you have a small relapse along the way, that's okay. All you need to do is to reframe it as a temporary setback rather than a catastrophic failure. So hope you do well. Let me know how you get on. Donald Trump here. You're listening to the Man Up Podcast with Tony Vino and Stephen Legg. These guys are all about building bridges between people, which is stupid. It's a dumb idea. Instead, it's better to build a wall and make Mexico pay for it. Now, Tony, I'm 50 years old. I'm learning all the time. Uh, when I travel, I love listening to Radio 4. Um, what have you learned this year? Have you learned anything really interesting? Um, let's have a think. Yeah, a couple of things. Um, uh, so where I'm from, Preston, I learned that the uh, teetotalism was invented in Preston, my hometown. Not America. Not America. So it, it morphed into the temperance movement, which was obviously uh, big across America and resulted in um, a film, The Untouchables, oh. with Sean Connery. 
Not seen it. Great film. Recommend it? Uh, very much so, particularly if you uh, have any connection to Preston. So, yeah. So, basically, what happened with that, there's a guy called Joseph Livesey. It was Methodist preacher. Yeah. He sort of founded, uh, in the early 1800s, about 1820s, uh, he founded the... Um, basically the, the abolitionist movement in Preston because basically it was the time when you had the gin craze people mm. making cheap gin in like just people's back backyards and all that kind of stuff and that came from the government had put um, uh, high tariffs on French con- was it cognac? so they basically yeah. put they wanted to stop French imports of port or cognac and so then they were allowing all these licences to people to, to make gin without instructions <laughs> or, or regulations so people did but then so it was 100 percent proof yeah it was killing people absolutely smashed on gin and it was really it was like and so you had you know there was that famous painting of uh, you know gin lane and all mm. that and it just it was just it, totally destroying and gutting the society because people just drunk and and then um, uh, you know it was breaking up families it was it was just destroying the kind of fabric of society so this guy Joseph Livesey started the abolitionist movement out of, the, out of the, the, the Methodists. And the reason it's called teetotalism is one of the, the main speakers for it at the guy at the time, a guy called Andrew Turner, and this is absolutely true, he had a speech impediment. He couldn't uh, say total. Right, so whenever he'd go, because it was the total abolition yeah. movement, he used to go, and that's how it became teetotalism. Isn't that crazy? It's fabulous. Can you imagine that at the first meeting? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, tonight's meeting of the... And then he... Yeah, amazing. That's stuck. And that's how And that's how I become a teetotalism and then the temperance movement. I love that. Being known through the years through what was a, a, a tongue-in-cheek reference to amazing. the main movement. Started in Preston. Started in Preston. The other thing I've been re, um, learning about... Uh, on a on a, a sort of serious level, the, the I've been getting into the Enneagram a bit more. The Enneagram, it's like a personality profile thing. Okay. Very, it's very good, but it talks so about it's like Myers Briggs. It's like Myers Briggs, yeah. that sort of vibe. Uh, it's got all these different personality types things. But what one thing I, I learned through that was the idea of like instincts. So people usually have one of three main instincts. You usually either have relational, social, or self-preservatory. And so people usually like that. They lead on one. So if you're relational, you orientate towards one person, you know, at a time. Mm. You know, you like making relationships with one person, getting to know somebody. So say if you go to a party, or social, they want to get to know lots of people Mm. and then be more about presentation. And then self-preservation, it's more about you and your needs. So someone say, if you go to a party relational person will want to go and have a deep conversation with one person a social person will want to try and go around and chitter chat and, and make themselves impressive in front of lots of people and then the self-preservatory will probably want to know where the buffet is <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm relational one on one yeah you are, you do talk a lot to people I talk I noticed, a lot you engaged over our free buffet today yeah <laughs> you were chatting I me and Hannah I've yeah. got a card I've also I've, started, I've recruited four people <laughs> I, I don't even have a company look at that so what do you reckon I am then I would say you are a um a mix of social mm. because you like to know you know lots of people and you like you yes. know what they're about you like to know enough about people to know where they are and what they're at and make a connection but you like to know lots of people but also self-preservatory because you know for you you're quite um 
disciplined in terms of like how how you order your time and all that kind of stuff. So you make sure you've got everything ready. You into know, my car, into facing car. the right way. Yeah, when you arrive at a gig, you face the car, the, the <laughs> direction home, on. and you've already got it home yeah. tapped into your sat nav. You sell preservatory. Yeah. And and and, I, and I've stayed with it at your house, and you know you've got like things like you like to watch a certain thing at a certain time. Yes. You, I mean, you know what is it? Eggheads and all that kind oh, of I stuff. Love it. Yeah, yeah. What was it that five o'clock on a five o'clock? We see. I start at six thirty a.m. Yeah, every day. I turn my phone on, and by nine o'clock, got through all my emails. Probably get about hundred emails an hour, so you pick up a lot. Wow. Um, Twitter reconciled all my banking, and I tend to knock off at four. So I walk the dog, I do 10k a day, so I do six miles, takes an hour and a half. Um, so I do that about 10.30, don't have lunch, really have lunch in front of the computer. Um, knock off at four, four That's o'clock. Brilliant. I love my quizzes, tipping point. There you go, you <laughs> see. So you've got point, that kind chase, of... The chase. The chase. Make dinner, mate. get my pyjama bottoms on at six o'clock. Love it. I'm happy. Love it. So go on, what's, your, what's, what's the thing that you've learned this compared year? Compared to all this, this is nothing. <laughs> numbers on a toaster. Do you know what the numbers represent? Um, levels of heated this bread. This is what most people think. <laughs> it's minutes. You're kidding me. There we go. You didn't know. How old are you? I'm uh, 38. And you've never heard that? No. It's but minutes. Like, if it's... Put it on three, you get three minutes. Is that all it is? That's all it is. It's more precise, and you think, and it's really quite amazing, really. You probably pick up a, a, a cheap toaster, fifteen quid from Argus. Yeah. It's like a clock as well. It's a clock. It's a clock. You could just keep going every twelve minutes, yeah. and then like, <laughs> yeah, the toaster. I thought, you know, why has no one ever explained that to me? That's crazy. Are you sure though? Because they go up to I'm about twelve. They can't. Yeah. You can't have twelve minutes on a toaster. I, have I, ever, I don't think I've ever seen twelve on a toaster. No, mate, we'll let's... have a look when we breakfast tomorrow. I think we will actually. Yeah. A, a, a toaster for, for goes up to about six or something like that. For waffles, I always put mine on for three minutes. So my oh, yeah. girls have waffles for breakfast. So when I put my toast in, I've got to remember to adjust it. No, that's amazing because I don't actually use the adjust. I just pop it down and then it's pop set, it up when yeah. I think it's right. It's like Russian roulette. I just, what getting. No, this is it, mate. I'm not as ordered so as you are. Wrong, you That's it's because self-preservation. Because the self-preservation side is is lacking, mate. <laughs> hey, this is Sylvester Stallone, and I play it tough. You're listening to the Sword of Man Up podcast. This is what we do. A wise man once said to me, you do not suffer disillusionment unless you first believe in illusion. Disillusionment is the result of suffering from an illusion in the first place. Impossible expectations produce inevitable failure and even depression. I'm not suggesting we should avoid self-improvement. With encouragement, most of us could do better. But for masses of the world's people, there is simply no available resource or opportunity to scale the heights of success. Having narrowed down our existence to the frantic search for self, we have reduced rather than enhanced our innate possibilities. As some witness said, a person wrapped up in himself or herself is a very small parcel, I might add, a very vulnerable one too. The problem with self-centred individualism is that when you hit the wall, you're on your own, baby. This is John Smith, concernaustray.org.au. 
in the latest bumper edition of Sorted magazine. Big name exclusive interviews, Hollywood A-listers, TV adventurer Bear Grylls, inspirational true life stories, adrenaline-fueled sports features, all this plus gadgets, entertainment, motoring, movies and technology, plus probably the greatest team of Christian writers ever assembled. Available now from High Street Retailers Nationwide or visit sortedmag.com. Sorted for men for life. So last little bit before we go, uh, Steve, uh, we're looking ahead to 2017. You know, at the time of recording, we're already in February, but what's the, what, what are you looking forward to this year? What's your, you know, let, tell me about the, the magazine start. The magazine going really well. So this year, celebrate 10 years. Wow. 10 years and people I mean, said it was never going to last. People said you're going to run out of stories, you're going to run out of this. And it's not going to work. And here we go. You're booking the trend. You're printed media, you know, you've got loaded going by the wayside and all the rest of it. You, you know, you May, June, Father's Day, you're going to do 30, 35,000. That's amazing, 21 mate. countries with news agents all over the world. We just went to the news agent to buy an SD card to record this at WH Smith's in Bournemouth and boom, there it was. So it is sitting there. I mean, why, is, why, why haven't they bought it? It's, you know, <laughs> well, it's kind of good because we do five to Smiths in Bournemouth, so four have gone, one's left. Come on! Right, Come on, man. that's all right, isn't it? That's <laughs> what we want. So we're like, it's brilliant. So that's very exciting. So uh, are you keeping the format? Has any, any, any we, changes? We the full changed you've just changed the design design a little changed. bit. The design's changed. What was the thinking behind that one? Just to freshen it up again. Nice. Yeah, we've added, I think, eight or 12 pages. So it's a nice, chunky, Love it. good read. Some great exclusives coming up. Oh, nice. Um, so that's 10 years in November. This year for me, 29 years on the road of travelling. 29 years, um, that's incredible. New book, so that's exciting. Oh, and i tell you what, Twitter, we love Twitter. You I'm, like Twitter? Do you know what? I still haven't quite got my head around it. I've got, I, I, I do, I do, I like when people sort of retweet stuff, stuff but... The feed, I don't know what to follow. It just, it's just, it it's an confused. avalanche. It's an avalanche. It's I've a... noticed I've had two FBI special agents start following me. Brilliant, mate. What does that mean? You're on the grid, mate. I am on the grid. Tr- Trump's got your number. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Well, what about you, Tony? Well, uh, interesting. I've just read a, um, before we get on to that, just read an interesting book to do with Twitter um, by John Ronson called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Now, is this the book I trod on in your car? No, that was... Book, a, I do apologise again uh, for that. That was, that was, that was, a, that was a, that a book on the Enneagram. My <laughs> goodness, that was a, that was a very um, Enneagram uh, three thing that you did. Uh, so <laughs> if you'd read the book, you wouldn't know what I mean there. Um, so You've Been pub- Publicly Shamed by John Ronson. Interesting book because we're in a time when, you know, um, you have various different protocols and, and norms within society that kind of hold behaviour together. And then, but then you've got things like Twitter now with the social media revolution. That's, we're in a kind of brand new age where people's re- reputation can be kind of destroyed or lambasted or questioned in a matter of seconds, you know. And so the book starts with this story about a lady called Justine Sacco who was about... Um, she, was, she was a PR um, person and she was getting on a plane going out to Africa from America and she tweeted now it was a silly tweet like a lot of her tweets were quite silly but she tweeted a joke that she that she thought was kind of going to be critiquing like white privilege which was she tweeted uh, I'm on my way to Africa I hope I don't catch AIDS of course I won't I'm white right but, and then switched off her and got on the plane. By the time she got off the plane, 12 hours later, her life had been completely destroyed. It was the biggest trending tweet 
and he, and he went crazy all over Twitter. And there was like hashtags, can't wait for Justine to get off the plane. Someone even went to the airport to, to film her to see her reaction when she gets off the plane. And, you know, as soon as she got, she, uh, she'd lost her job, she went into hiding for a year. She was publicly shamed. And that's one of the strange things about Twitter. So it's a, it's a new technology, you know. You know, so when it kind of first started out, Twitter, it's quite, it's quite a lot of sort of information exchange and about sort of, you know, people would connect relationally. And I remember at the time, you know, it'd be quite cool because you'd, like, you know, you'd find people with similar interests and you'd kind of connect to them on Twitter. Then it's kind of suffered a bit from its own success, mm. though, Twitter. It's so massive now and everybody's on the treadmill wanting to get more and more and more followers. And But then also it's become like a sort of kangaroo court, you know, like that. Mm. You know, someone can have... The fact that someone can put 160 characters and have their life ruined yes. is crazy. And now you've got... A president of America basically issuing policy statements within 160 characters. Mm. It's interesting. Twitter has become so powerful, so successful, but we, we it almost we we haven't learned how to kind of reinvent our relationship mm. with it. Which and I think we do now. How do you use it? Um, telling people what we're up to, trying to get people yeah. to subscribe. Um, me personally, if I'm in an area. Or, or you know, I'm gigging Preston, for example. Yeah. So friends near Preston. I'm, I'm in the area Friday night. Can we get a gig Saturday? Are people around Thursday? I, I find it useful. It's useful, I mean, isn't it? Facebook is, I think, policed better. Twitter, you get these donuts who troll you and can yeah. say anything. That's and, it. They um, can Well, people can't, can't they? You, know, you get people that troll you. You know, yeah. and you and and then, um, you know, you've had like annoying kind of yeah. contact for two years yeah. two years you've had a, a plonker trolling yeah. you and it's like it, and that's the problem because Facebook is at least connected in with you know mutual friends and relationships exactly. is it whereas Twitter you, it can't launch and it's the exactly. it's, it can be quite a cowardly way of, of oh, it is. throwing Anyone your opinion out there anything can't yeah. they and it's um, yeah it's perfect for cowards it's interesting that so for me this year uh, got you know all the gigs go, coming up and um, end of this month, I'm jumping on a cruise out to uh, Australia. So Man, you're loving the cruises. I'm, I'm loving the cruises. Is this with Pam Rose again? No, this, this one's uh, <laughs> on, a, on a ship called um, Carnival, uh, which is one of these American cruise lines. But one, one thing interesting, in terms of the men's uh, stuff, I'm, um, I'm running the second uh, Journey into the Wild men's retreat, and that's in July. Uh, up at the Westwood Centre up in Huddersfield. Yeah, really good. We had, um, so we got, I think we got up to 23 places and a big group of guys last year and it's 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 proper raw, you know. We kind of um, just men together, we do sort of circle sharing time, bit of teaching. I run it with a guy called um, Mark Cowling who's a, uh, a vicar from Bolton and he's like, um, he's great, he's chaplain at Bolton uh, Wanderers Football oh, Club as well, yeah. so great, really good guy, and um, but and we properly get out into the wild. We go off into the wild. We have a time of uh, f- um, we sit out um, and you meditate for three hours on a hillside in the sun. It's brilliant, man. It's get, build fire together, chop wood, share. Amazing, mate. So we had, we did it last year, beginning of the July this year. It's going to be great. So people are interested, their website, Facebook? Yeah, just go into uh, journeyintothewild.co.uk and, uh, and people can sign up there. It's, it's not that. I think it's £120 for the, for the three days. And that's all accommodation and food it's and all that kind of stuff. So it's... Um, Get booked in, fellas. 
There we go. It's not for everyone, but if, you, if that's your bag. Yeah, well, no women particularly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Man Up podcast. They'll be back. 